You are listening to the special shelter at home episode of Downtime Podcast, which isn't really that special because we're just recording at home like we usually do for half of the podcast. But hey, now we're actually in like a situation where we're not allowed to leave our houses. So I'm Elisa. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordan. And this is episode 131. here we are doing we're doing this over the phone over discord finally yeah which is pretty pretty normal actually we um the past few episodes uh we have been recording in person just because um there were situations where we were able to actually record in person and um just my laptop wasn't working but now everything's okay so (laughs) yeah it was just easier but um i mean now it's even easier yeah i would say and now it's even easier because cause if I work overtime, I'm at home now. I don't even got to commute anymore. <laughs> hey, there hey. you go. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, um, the latest update since the last podcast with all of us together. Um, yeah, everything changed in a matter of one week. We're now in a shelter in home uh, regulation in California, which basically means that we're not allowed to leave our houses unless it's for essential things. Um, travel has been banned to quite a few places, and uh, we have this uh, we have this ban until April seventh, and then from April seventh, the California government is going to assess what's going on. But everything has changed drastically since we've recorded. So we're all inside. We can't really go outside. Can't hang out with people. Social distancing is a huge thing. Uh, and we're all just trying to stay healthy, stay hydrated, and stay clean. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like living in one of those dystopias you see in the movies. <laughs> yeah. You know what blows uh, my mind, speaking of movies? Why is it that on Netflix, like, the number one watched movies right now are Pandemic and Outbreak or things that sound like that? Like, <laughs> kind of like... Uh, go ahead. I'm trying to watch something positive if I'm in a situation like this. I think people are just, I don't know, it it caters to what's relevant. It's like how a lot of people were playing that game Plague Inc. when coronavirus started happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, My that. mom texted me. She was like, where can I watch the movie Contagion? I'm like, like okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like, why, mom? Why do you want to watch yeah, it? why? <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. Um, She sent us pictures of, like, downtown Waikiki, and during this time, it's pretty empty. It's kind of weird, because it was a really nice day today, and I was just thinking the whole time, like, man, Thanos did did work to us. Oh, God. (laughs) We're we're living in the post-snap world right now. Yeah, it's scary. I've been told that Hawaii is treating coronavirus and um, just all of their regulations them themselves are doing it a lot better than majority of mainland United States. I mean, they are on an island, so it's probably easier to control. Fair. Yeah. And less population to deal with. Yeah. They've also barred out any of the tourists for 30 days. Okay. Um, so there's like a lot less tourists. and le- But if you land in Hawaii, you have to be quarantined for 14 days. For sure. But what better place to be stuck than Hawaii? Yeah, but you'll be inside. <laughs> uh, I, guess, I guess there's no beaches. I guess, really that's true. I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah, you can't enjoy the beautiful sun or the beaches because everyone else is inside too. Uh, yeah, have you guys uh, been ordering from local places, local restaurants to go? I've been cooking from home, ordering quite a few things um, from local places. Yeah, actually, I think the only place where I ordered from a chain was Taco Bell, <laughs> but uh, it was only like a one-time thing. So I, but yeah, I've been if I eat out, I've been making it a point to do pickup from um, non-chains. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've just been ordering from DoorDash most of the time. Yeah, the, uh, DoorDash and Uber Eats, or actually, I don't know about DoorDash, but Uber Eats has the thing where they're like, $0 sh- uh, free delivery fee I think for, that uh, local Yeah, places. DoorDash had that DoorDash, too. DoorDash waived it too, yeah. yeah. Ah, that makes sense. That's really nice of those companies to do that. Yeah, I agree. I just hope that um, 
yeah, I just hope that even like just the drivers and the restauranters themselves are also staying healthy. Yeah, no, I I hope so too because like you also have the delivery guys for like UPS, the, yeah. the mail people from the USPS who are all st- still like the first line of defense out there, so they're they're risking their lives to, you know, make sure people get their packages. I know. Either necessities, essentials or I don't know, your your Animal Crossing Switch console <laughs> or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um DoorDash had this thing where it was like a no contact delivery. Which I think means they just walk up to your door and just leave and they it leave it there. Yes, yes, yes. That's exactly yeah. what they're doing. They leave it on your uh, oh. doormat. Yeah, instead of walking I mean, up to you and you having to take it from the person because you know there's the whole concern of passing on stuff. But I mean, they touched the package, so I don't know if it really matters. But whatever, you know. Yeah, <laughs> right. I've been <laughs> I've been disinfecting any packages, whether it's food or 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 just um cour- couriers. Um, I've just been wiping them off before actually picking them up. So yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, that's good. That's a good habit. Yeah, just gotta use those Lysols. For real though. <laughs> uh, so let's touch on some lighter news instead of instead of talking about all this stuff that's making us feel sad and bad. Why don't we talk about what we're doing while we have all this time? What are we playing, Elisa? Why don't you start us off? So, in light of all of this coronavirus news, two of probably the most anticipated games of the beginning of the year came out, which is just convenient for everyone who now has to stay at home. So, it's Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing New Horizons. I, yeah. I'm not playing Doom Eternal, uh, but I am playing Animal Crossing New Horizons. I've only played four hours of it, but I feel like I've accomplished so much in four hours. Yeah, that's good. In four hours, uh, I've paid off my mileage already. I got stung by wasps two times. I made medicine for the first time. Uh, one of the one of the villagers, the hawk Pierce, gave me a hat. And well, let's see. And I caught a lot of fish. I caught an olive flounder, and that was the most. Nice. That was probably the most uh, memorable thing so far. Uh, my tent is full of shit right now. And I like, I'm like seeing friends who have just been playing this for one day and all of a sudden they have all of these things and their outfits are already way better than the default one. And I'm like, how many, how many hours did y'all play this? Like, like just seeing some of your houses make it seem like you've been playing for like the last month. But no, they've only been playing for like the last 48 hours, but still, there's so much you can achieve apparently in that time. Or they, or they time travel. <laughs> Those dang uh, time travelers. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, Elisa, I'm- You have a house, people. don't you? You have a house, Jeremy. <laughs> I, I'm almost done paying off the third per- version of the house. Good God, all right. <laughs> I will talk about that experience later on, but uh, so far, it seems like you're liking Animal Crossing. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I can't wait to play with people. Uh, a friend of the podcast, Kevin, uh, he he was actually telling me yesterday that you have to play by yourself for one day, and then when you first start, and then after that one day, you can finally join each other's islands. So I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. And, Makes sense. Yeah, and... Um, yeah, I'm just learning the ropes about Animal Crossing. Um, I actually have a few questions about Animal Crossing, but we Go but on. we can talk about that. Oh, I'll just ask them uh, now. Okay. Uh, sure. All right. So how many times a day can you give a creature to Tom for the museum? I ask this because I've been capturing a lot of butterflies and fish in the first four hours, and there was a point where he just stopped accepting my stuff. So I'm wondering if there's a limit based off of the day. Uh, so there is a limit, and it's not based off of the day. Um, there comes a point where I don't know if you remember reading the dialogue he's telling you, but there's a friend that he has. Oh, the his name I, is I, I I built his tent. Yep, I that guy. Okay. So so. His is it under construction or is it up? It's right under now? construction because okay. I'm only four hours in. Okay, so when his tent is up tomorrow, you can turn in more stuff to him. But there will reach another point where he's like, "Okay, stop donating me stuff. 
um, tomorrow, or sorry, two days from now, literally two days from now, he's going to make the museum. Okay. So you're going to also be capped tomorrow okay. when his tent is up. Got it. And then you'll have to wait two days. So tomorrow for me is when the museum is finally up and then I can donate all the stuff I have because uh, outside of my, outside of his tent, I showed Jordan this earlier. It's like all the stuff I'm trying to donate to the museum and it's like stacked high. Oh, geez. Like just yeah, there's just a bunch of, of boxes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like I was like protesting the museum. There's just a bunch of stuff outside the museum, um, so I'm waiting till tomorrow so I can donate all the stuff to him. Oh my gosh, wait! Yeah, now I have a really stupid question. Okay, you can store things in cardboard boxes. No, they're like so... uh, like Tupperware boxes. <laughs> oh, Tupperware boxes. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> for the, got for it. the fish. For the fish. oh, I see, I see, I see. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. So they look like I know I know what you're talking about now. So like yeah, the plastic cages that you buy like a like a PetSmart or something. Okay, okay, got it. The reason and it automatically appears. Okay, I'm just wondering because I'm using cardboard boxes right now as jank ass end tables. So I wasn't sure if you could actually put stuff in it. So, (laughs) but it oh, I see. But that's what you mean. Yeah, but it turns out that you're just like placing them like around his house. Until yeah, if he... you if you just drop a fish on the ground, it'll automatically appear inside of a container. Ah, I see. Okay, got it. I'm learning. I'm learning. To comply with uh, PETA rules. Okay. Oh, God, okay. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, the, you, you actually won't have storage for your stuff until you upgrade to a house. Yeah, it's, it's storage. I need a house. This is ridiculous. Like, how do people, how, how can I live in this tent? I'm just saying. So. Uh, yeah, you're like homeless right now. God, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I I am all the way at the beginning. I just paid off my mileage. This is there's just so much I need to do apparently. And they're like yeah. God, so many people including you, I guess, already <laughs> far ahead. Not that far, but getting there. <laughs> yeah. And then my next uh my next question is just what are some essential things that should be bought or crafted first? Like I have um, tools. I have all the tools like made like the like the net and the axe and you just like you know, I just remake them anytime that they break. But is there anything essential that is just like, oh, I you definitely gotta buy that. So right now I would say all the tools that you have are essential. Um keep getting the sticks off of the trees. Yeah. Uh you could shake trees to get more sticks and collect the sticks, of course, make more more flimsy tools, but uh, as you know, I shake trees like very long. I shake trees like twenty times. It's God. Yeah, me too. Half of the four, <laughs> like majority of the four hours, are, is just me collecting weeds just to do something with my life. Oh yeah, sell that, sell that cush. I know. That <laughs> <laughs> is that what the kids are doing these days? <laughs> Shaking trees, collecting weed. <laughs> God. <laughs> It's true, but yeah, these are uh, these are the sacrifices. You, uh, hey, I I dabble in a lot of sim games. I like I know the struggle to make a beautiful place. So, um, so to build off of your question, you you need to get more miles because, as you know, there's two currencies in the game. One's Nook miles, and the other one is bells. As the the games yeah. have always been known to have bells, but Nook miles, um, you need to get more Nook miles to buy the. It's like a. It's called the like very good tool kit from the Nook Miles store, and it upgrades your tools. Um, so it makes it makes you have more DIY cards for better tools that last longer. Okay. Um, do they still have downside, durability? They still do have durability, which kind of annoys me because it's like, come on, Nintendo, why are you putting durability in your games? It's from that uh, Breath of the Wild stuff. I was about to say exactly. it is yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, dude, come on, come on, Nintendo, don't do this to me. <laughs> to be fair, it also seems to be following a Minecraft formula. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the previous Animal Crossings, the tools were like unlimited; like it would never break. Mm. You just have it. I see. I missed that. I was so used to that. Um. So yeah, buy that. It's like two thousand four hundred Nook miles. Okay. From uh, the Nook miles store. I will buy that. Yep, and then that allows you to have the the just the standard versions of the tools. Um, but keep in mind, though, that you do need the base flimsy version to upgrade, and you also need one iron ink, like ingot, like one iron little thing that you get from the rocks to upgrade your tools fully. Mm-hmm. So you just need the flimsy version and the iron ingot to make it um, 
to like the the regular tools. I'd call them the base tools for sure. Not the fl- the flimsy versions. Got it. Did you have another question about Animal Crossing? No, I think that's it for now. Uh, that's all I can ask really in four hours. So. Yeah, we fun game so far. Only touched. Oh yeah, absolutely. You've only touched the tip of the iceberg, but later on, you—I know—you'll have more questions. Yeah, apparently. Jordan... Yeah, apparently, I'm so behind. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you're not that far behind. There's a lot uh-huh. of people who don't even have the game yet because yeah. they're delayed by the mail. Yeah, I mean, you're ahead of me because I don't even have the game. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Jordan needs to buy a Switch too. Yeah, I don't even—I don't even have a Switch yet. They've been sold out everywhere. Even like the normal Switch is sold out everywhere. Wait, is it sold out because of coronavirus or it's just sold out? Because I swear uh, to God, one month ago, it like I, you could get a Switch Lite really easily. I think because, I, I think there's, this is just me speculating. I think because people are trapped indoors, a lot more people are seeing the value in video games and people are just buying out mm, Switches and stuff. Yeah. On top of that, I don't know this for sure, but I imagine a lot of manufactured goods are made in china which means production of electronics is slower because of that because yeah. of the whole situation so for sure. i mean i'm sure there's multiple factors but yes i i went to i went to uh, target the other day uh and they were like uh i asked them like oh do you have the switch and they were like oh we don't have the animal crossing one and i was like oh do you have just a normal switch and he's like oh let me check and then he came back he's like nope we're sold out oh, i was God. like oh damn it <laughs> <laughs> Well, there so you have bad. it. <laughs> I mean, it might be different. This was like a couple days ago uh, before the whole shelter in place thing was set. So it might be different now. But even then, like because everyone's trapped indoors, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, you can always go online, Jordan, uh, through the Target website and then just request them to hold it for you. And then they'll hold it for like a week and then you can just go there and pick it up. Yeah, I'll probably try that. Yeah. Or have it shipped to the Target near us and then just go there. That works. Uh, yeah. So just Animal Crossing for you, Lisa. Um, I was going to say earlier that Jordan and I have played pretty much every iteration minus the Wii version of Animal Crossing. So I think we're, we're pretty good experts on the series as a whole. You even did the pocket one. I played the pocket one for a little bit. For a little bit. Yeah. The pocket camp. It was uh, not as satisfying as the mainline game. So yeah, it was just filler for what we were waiting for. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, if you have a question in the future, just, you know, drop us a line. Yep. We'll do. We'll do. Um, so how's your mansion? (laughs) I only have like the second iteration of the house. Yeah. It's not, it's not that big. Okay. Um, I have a long winded story about Animal Crossing, but Jordan, I want you to go next. What are you playing? What are you up to? Uh, well, definitely not Animal Crossing. Um, but I have been playing, uh, Call of Duty Warzone, which is the Call of nice. Duty Battle Royale. Yes, play. yes. And uh, Borderlands 3, which came out on Steam not too long ago, like a week ago. And I've just been playing that nonstop with some of my friends. Very nice. And yeah, like, uh, I know Borderlands 3 has been out for a while because it came out on Epic and other console platforms. Um, but there's some DLC coming out, like, next, this coming week, I think. And so I'm looking forward to to that. And there's like, yeah, they still have a bunch of DLC planned for the game. So there's still like a lot to look forward to. And it's basically, people have asked me like, oh, is it worth it? Um, Basically, if you liked Borderlands 2, you'll you'll like this game. Like it's basically more of that, but with more features. Yeah, that makes sense. The two things I know you love are Borderlands and Animal Crossing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then on the Call of Duty note, I... Typically, I'm not a Call of Duty player. Like, I I have barely ever played any of the Call of Duty games. I don't actually own any Call of Duty games. Uh, maybe the the ones I played the most were back when they had, like, the World War II version of Call of Duty. Like, not not uh, <laughs> not World at War. Like, way before that. Remember? We used to play oh, Call I know. Duty? Yeah, Call of yeah. Duty 2. We used to play that. Before yeah. Call Sunny of Duty Kata. went to Aliens. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, Zombies. Yeah. Yeah, even before it went to Modern Warfare, like I played those Call of Duty games. Um, but anyways, like so, my, it's free to play. And one of my friends, he's like really into Modern Warfare, the the new version of Modern Warfare. Uh, and he's like, oh, let's try out this Call of Duty Warzone. And so we tried it out. Um, it's three players. Well, they released solos recently, but it used it used to be only three players, like Apex Legends. Um, and basically, three people. You drop in typical battle royale. You have nothing. You have to gather weapons and uh, fight to be the last ones inside the circle. Uh, but they do have some interesting mechanics. 
that other games don't have. Like, there's this money system where you have to collect money throughout the game, and the money allows you to buy upgrades at these little vendor stations. And so okay. you can buy back you can buy back your teammates if they die, kind of like with Apex. Except in Apex, I think it's just you grab your teammate stuff or their banner or whatever, and then you get them back for free. But in uh, Call of Duty, you have to collect money and you have to purchase them back. But then there's another mechanic where when you die, you get sent to this gulag, so like this prison, and you have to 1v1 someone to death. Like, like let's say you died, and then another guy died, another guy on another team died. Uh, when you <laughs> die, you both go into this 1v1 arena, and you fight each other, and whoever wins gets to respawn. Uh, and so it's kind of pre- pretty cool. It's like a second chance, as long yeah. as you win that 1v1. And the 1v1s, it's like it gives you a random weapon, so sometimes it's a pistol. It's usually either a pistol or a shotgun. Uh, and so you just got to, like, rush in, hopefully kill the other guy. None of you has armor, so it's, like, a quick and easy kill. And then you get to respawn. So, like, it's kind of scary in the beginning because you might wipe an entire team, uh, but then they could all potentially respawn and just drop back on top of you and grab some weapons and take you out. So you have to, like, be really careful in the game. So it adds an extra element of fun. Um, it does have 150 players per session, so that's a lot more than most Battle Royales. Even, like, Fortnite only has 100 and things like Apex only have, like, 60, I think. Um, and so because there's a lot more players, it's a lot easier to run into other people, which can be a pro and a con. I say a pro because, you know, it's more fun, more combat, more more stuff going on. You don't, don't really have those moments where there's, like, nothing happening. Uh, mm-hmm. But the con is it's really hard to win because there's so many people and you're just always running into people. Like, you'll see a team, you'll start shooting at them, and then realize there's somebody right behind you and they shoot you in the back. So How many like, people are playing per game? Uh, 150. 150. So add, yeah, and three three player teams, 150. I don't know if, if I've never played solos, so I don't know if the number is different in solos. But again, you have 150 people, and everybody gets a second chance when they die, so they could potentially come back if they die. So it's like I see. It's it's just constantly combat left and right, and there's also these things called bounties, which are like quests, I guess you could say, where you like pick up an item. And it'll give you an objective, a secondary objective. So, for example, um, one that me and my friends like to get is, like, this loot box one. Where it's, like, it, it gives you the location of, like, high-value loot. And you just seek it out, and it's, like, super easy. But then there's another one that's called Recon, which is you scan a location, and it gives you the next location of the circle. So it tells you where the circle is going to close in on, so you know where to go. And then the last one is, like, a target bounty which is like uh, basically it gives you a player to hunt down and you have to hunt you have to hunt for them and it shows you their general location so that way you always know where like that team is and so that one's kind of scary especially if you're being hunted it'll tell you you're being hunted and it'll tell you how close they are to you so it's like yeah it, it adds a lot of extra elements to the combat um, but there's like some quality of life stuff like in games like uh, like PUBG or uh, Apex you have to like manage attachments to your weapons but in this game like attachments are already preset on weapons so you don't have to manage any kind of inventory space oh that's nice yeah it's like you have a slot for this weapon a slot for that weapon a slot for grenades so you don't actually have to manage like oh i need to rummage around and make sure i have a enough inventory space for each thing like everything has its own slot everything has a max amount so you just kind of you don't have to worry about that stuff in that aspect it seems a lot more stress-free too you don't have to worry about weapons or anything like that yeah it's fast and easy i would say the only thing i'd I'm not that big of a fan of is the time to kill is really fast in Call of Duty. I mean, that's just how yeah. it is in Call of Duty in general. Um, they do mitigate that a little bit. There's this armor plate system. I don't think mainline Call of Duty has this, but you have like these armor plates that you put into your, that you have to slot into your armor, uh, and that gives you like extra defense. But otherwise, even with that, like the time to kill is still really fast compared to other games like Apex. The time to kill is slow enough that if you're getting shot at, you can easily, like, you know, come back and recover from it. Whereas in this game, if someone spots you and they get the drop on you, you're basically dead unless you can shoot them first. Hmm. So it's, it's really fast, really quick. But again, some people like that. Um, there is a sliding mechanic like in Apex and in Borderlands is a sliding mechanic too, but like, it's not always that effective because you don't slide that far or that fast compared to other games. So like, if you try to slide into an enemy, most of the time you're gonna get shot in the face, so you gotta be <laughs> gotta be careful. Wow, that's that's crazy. It seems like games go by quicker with the inventory system like that. As yeah, well. the games are pretty fast. I would say, uh, yeah, if you're not quick enough in the beginning to grab a gun or like grab a good gun, then you could die pretty early on. But again, because you can respawn, the games can last a while because you can just keep respawning. 
Um, but I don't know. It, I I have fun with it. Cool, cool. That's awesome. Very nice. And Borderlands Three is pretty good so far overall. Uh, yeah. Uh, haven't beat the story yet. I'm kind of taking it slow. Me, me, and two of my friends have just been playing on and off. Uh, I have two characters. I have one where I just play solo, and then I have one where I just play with my where I only play with my friends. Uh, they're nice. very they're very different experiences, I would say, because when you're playing solo, you have to like really be careful about you know when you get hit or uh you know prioritizing targets. Uh, I would say if you're playing with a group of four people, it's kind of chaotic because there's just particle effects and explosions and things everywhere, and it's 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 a it's a very different experience playing co-op versus playing a solo. I would say the ideal amount of people to play with is just one other person if you play in a team or like a team of two, because it's like there's not as much chaos going on. You both get a fair share of the loot and kills. Um, there's two game modes you can play. One is called cooperation. And cooperation is everyone gets their own loot. It's instanced. Like if anyone's ever played like something like Destiny, uh, everyone sees their own loot. You don't see the same thing. So if a legendary drops for one person, it could potentially drop for somebody else too. And then uh, enemies are scaled. So if I could go to the end of the game and play my level thirty character, and if my if my friend joins on with a level one character, all of the enemies will be scaled to level one. So technically, you could play with anyone at any time, which yeah. is really which wow. a really nice touch. But then there's another version called Co-Opetition, and Co-Opetition is the opposite of that. Enemies are not scaled, so if I join level 30, or if I'm in a level 30 area and my friend who's level 5 joins, everything will be level 30 and he'll just die instantly. But I can help him power level because if I kill things, it'll give a ton of XP to him. Uh, but on top of that, loot is not shared, which is classic Borderlands. Um, so if a legendary drops, only one person can grab it. And so we've had some fun moments where everybody rushes for that one legendary, and then whoever gets it, people can challenge them to a duel, and you can duel each other to, to get the legendary. But, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> it's, there's some fun competitiveness to it, too, but there's some characters that fare well in duels better than others, so it really depends. Um, but yeah, we've been having some fun. We've mostly been doing the cooperation mode now, just because we're trying to breeze through the story. And the problem with cooperation is if you want the good loot, you have to be close to the boss when the loot because the loot drops out of the boss when it dies so you have to be close to get the loot so it's very much discouraged snipers which i like playing as a sniper and so if you're a sniper and you snipe the boss and the loot comes out everybody who's close there could just grab it and so we've done the cooperation version just so that everybody gets a fair shot at loot um but we said that when we reach end game we're all we're just going to do the competition version we're all just going to compete for the loot just to have some fun out of it so i don't know we'll see nice that's awesome. <laughs> well, you're getting there. Sounds like you're enjoying the, the whole game, and uh, hopefully you can find out more stuff to tell us later on. Yeah, like yeah I haven't even Easter beaten the eggs. game yet. Yeah, And the DLC's coming yeah. out soon, too. How many DLC packs are coming? I don't know off the top of my head. I think, like, four or five? There's one that's already out. It's like a casino. It's based around a casino. Uh... The second one, I don't remember what that one's about. But the third one, I believe it says something about outlaws and outlaws and dinosaurs, and I was really interested in that one. That's pretty cool. Um, what? Yeah, that sounds outlaws awesome. and dinosaurs. What a combination! Outlaws and dinosaurs. That's what it's called. Or, or that's the hint. They didn't name it. There's no name for it yet. But there is a like. This is minor spoilers. Uh, but there is a planet. There's like so like compared to Borderlands Two, there's so much more content in this game. And, like, a lot of the weapons are very different. So in, like, Borderlands, the very first Borderlands, all the guns were kind of samey. It was like, oh, here's your automatic guns, here's your revolvers, here's your, like, uh, snipers, etc. Everything was kind of the same, uh, slightly different. They were all, like, guns were just guns, basically. Uh, and then in Borderlands 2, they, they added a little bit more gimmicks to it. Like, there were guns that, like, oh, as you fire, it gets more accurate. Or there was, like, different guns with, like, uh, like in pre-sequel, you had, like, laser guns. With, you, they had, like, a channeling ability. Um, but whereas in Borderlands 3, they, like, really changed it up a lot. Like, there's, like, uh, every manufacturer makes really different types of guns. Like, for example, there's this, uh, your standard guns. Like, Jacobs, they make, like, Old West guns. So you have your, like, your Winchester repeating rifles and your uh, revolvers and your sniper rifles and sh double barrel shotguns, etc. And you have Vladoff, which is, like, 
they make automatic weapons only, but they added all these underbarrel attachments. You can have an underbarrel shotgun or underbarrel grenade launcher, or you could switch fire modes to like a bipod so you can shoot more accurately, but you move slower. Uh, then they have like Mollywan, which has only charge weapons. You have to charge it up, but they also have like these laser beam weapons. And then you have Atlas, who has these tracker weapons. So you fire a tracking dart, and then any rounds you fire will automatically home in on the target. And then um, they have TDR, which when you throw the weapon, they're the or when you when you're reloading, you instead of reloading the gun, you throw the weapon and it explodes, or it turns into like a drone, or it turns into a turret, or like it does all these cool stuff. So they've added a lot more variety to the weapons and stuff like that uh, in Borderlands Three. And the areas are a lot bigger. There's more vehicles. There's more enemy types. There's more missions. Awesome. There's more story. Because uh, minor spoilers for Borderlands 2, but at the end you find out. Because the Borderlands theory is all about opening these vaults that have like loot and stuff in them. Uh, and in the first and second game, the vaults are only on this one planet, Pandora. But then in at the end of the second game, again, spoiler, spoiler alert, but you find out there's, pl- there's planets all over the galaxy that have... Uh, vaults on them so in borderlands 3 you travel to different planets and they look very very different from standard borderlands areas so that's that's what's really cool and there's one planet which is my favorite um which has dinosaurs on it so it's really cool what that what there's what yeah there's this planet with dinosaurs it's 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 weird because it's like it's the so again there's like these different manufacturers and they each have their own there there's like the lore is these there's these huge corporations that make weapons that pretty much own the galaxy or different parts of the galaxy. And so when you go to the Atlas planet, it's all futuristic because that's Atlas's style. But then when you go to the mm-hmm. Jacobs planet, which they're the Old West, it's kind of like this Old West combined with like a jungle. So it's like, like sort of like a Southern Bayou kind of look, but you have like all these Western guns and then there's also like dinosaurs roaming around. So it's, it's pretty cool. Dinosaurs in the old west. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, and I I assume that's where the DLC because it's called Outlaws and Dinosaurs. You know, Outlaws Old West and the dinosaur part. So, like, it seems like that it's gonna take place on that planet. But I'm excited for that DLC. Nice. That's that pretty cool. Awesome. I'm down. I'm about it. I'm about it. <laughs> uh, in my end, I I'm taking a little break from Dead by Daylight. Because Animal Crossing came out, and I've been on that. So the day I got it, started playing it, um, there is a Nook Miles... I'll just, for the sake of clarity, I'll call these achievements. So, like, there's a Nook Miles achievement for catching 10 fish in a row. And you have to... It, like, you can't let them get away. You can't mess up So without fish. fail, you have to catch them all? Yes, without fail. Without fail. And I did it, and I was like, awesome. And the next... There's three segments and the next segment said catch 50 in a row without um fail. 50 you, in a row i can't even but the the 10 that you just caught are included so technically it's just 40 but still so, <laughs> that, i know so that's crazy i started doing it and i was like i haven't messed up in the, until this point let me that just try a lot. it so i got up to 37 and then i i, I fucked up <laughs> and then i was like Damn. no so are you it, serious so it resets all of your progress so I was like, I was freaking out. I was like, no, no, please, please. And I and I caught another fish and I went back to the tracker. It still said 37. And I was like, damn it. So yes, it does reset. And I was like uh, 15 fish in and then I messed up again. And I was like, are you, I got so mad. I was like, ah, what's wrong? And then two fish into that, I messed up again. And I was like, oh, I need to go to bed. <laughs> I can't <laughs> yeah, do you're, this right you're, now. you're tilted. You're tilted. <laughs> exactly. Tilted in Animal Crossing. <laughs> I know, right? So earlier today... I caught my 50th fish and I was like, oh, I wasn't even keeping track of it. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Um, so the third rank in that hierarchy is now 100. And I was like, oh, I had to catch 50 more <laughs> to get this. But I think at the end, you get 1,000 Nook Miles. So I'm definitely looking that forward is, to that. That's quite is, a lot of Nook Miles. Is that, yeah, how, is, how much is that in comparison? Like, what's, your, what's the average like, achievement give in Nook Miles? Like 300? Uh, okay, some of them, your, good, your daily, your dailies give you 100 to 200, uh, per task. Um, and then, yeah, to Elise's point, like the ones that are below, like your dailies are all like 300 plus, depending on what you do and what the nature of the task is. Um, and as you scale up, you get more, uh, nook miles for each one. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, then. Yeah. I'm, uh, I've bought all the essentials from the nook mile shop and now I'm at like 11,000 nook miles. So I'm trying to figure out what I need to buy next. 
but hopefully I'm just going to save all of it until later. Um, and yeah, Alisa, you were talking about how um, some people are just buying, you know, houses and they're upgrading all their stuff. Well, the downside to me uh, spending all my money on the house is I don't have any furniture in my house to furnish it. You're going to get that furniture in 10 hours. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the shop is limited, but right now you can have the option to build a store. So the two little kids, Tommy and Timmy, are like, can you help us gather materials to buy the store? So I have most of it done. I just need to give them the iron ore so that they can build, like, I guess the roof or something, the flooring, um, the, the frame of the house. So I need to give them eight more iron ore. And then two days from now, the shop will be done. <laughs> so <laughs> I need to do it. To my, yeah, there's a lot of waiting. There's a lot of patience in Animal Crossing, uh, for those that don't know. It's a very slow game. But uh, Jordan's point earlier, he mentioned time travel, which is a big mechanic in the game. Um, I would not say it's part of the game, but it is something that you can adjust and kind of cheat the game to have things grow faster or to cause, um, you know, to cause some events to happen sooner than you expected. The downside to time traveling in the past was that uh, you would have more weeds in your town. Um, I don't think that's an issue now since weeds kind of play a different mechanic. But in the past, the weeds were kind of a nuisance. Uh, and your neighbors would leave without kind of notice because before they would leave, they would tell you, oh, I'm thinking about leaving. Should I stay or should I should I go? And then you could just be like, yeah, I want you to stay. And they're like, cool. But if you time travel, they would be in past games, at least. They would just say they would send you a letter like, hey, I left. Sorry. Even if it was like your favorite villager, they'd just be like, no, nah, gotta go because you time traveled too much. But well, they wouldn't tell you that you time traveled too much. They'd just be like, <laughs> I left. See ya. So uh, yeah. that was the downside. Yeah, the, basically how the mechanic works is, uh, you know, it's real time, right? Like it's based on your actual time zone and everything. Yes. Um, so it's based on your system's like uh, clock, like your whatever time your your switch is adjusted to. So you can manipulate the time. You can change your settings in your switch to make it so like, oh, it's now Saturday, or it's now two weeks later. And then that will basically change how much time has passed in your actual Animal Crossing game. Um, but yeah, like as Jeremy mentioned, like it, there was it's an exploit. Uh, obviously, something that's kind of hard to fix, like to to plan against if you're making the game real time. Um, but I don't know. We'll see if there's any consequences to that. I'm not might be too early on to tell, but maybe there is. I for one am not going to time travel because I just want to take the game as it is and live it real time. Okay. Um, but th there are other people who will exploit time, and that's totally fine. You do you. You bought the game for your own pleasure. I don't really mind that you do that. But uh, yeah. for me, I want to just enjoy it. When it's winter, it's going to be winter in my game, and I'm going to play it all the same. Yeah. Um. And, I, you know, there's some valid... Like, again, anyone can play any style that they want. But sometimes, like, when you get really busy and you don't have time to play someday, you might even go back into the past to change the clock to that previous day just so you can experience whatever it was that was going on that day or if there's like something that only happens on saturdays or something that only happens on like a certain holiday and you didn't play that day sometimes you can just adjust it and otherwise what are you going to do wait a year you know like it's you know there, there's there's reasons to do it like sparingly i i would For not sure. be one yeah i would not be one to time travel just because i like to experience the game uh as is but like, if there was something really important that I missed one day, like, I wouldn't mind resetting my clock to go backwards. I don't know if I would go forwards, because I feel like that messes up too much stuff. But I, would, would, I wouldn't mind going backwards just to, uh, the, yeah, like, get something that I couldn't get on a specific day. Yeah, that's pretty much the only reason I would do that, too, um, if any. Uh, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing um, because of this uh well first of all i i do all the daily tasks that i need to do i catch a bunch of fish that's also like the thing if you want to make a lot of money in this version of animal crossing or pretty much any version is you always have to be active doing something um you always should should be collecting something fishing for something chopping wood uh getting wood from trees or catching bugs in my case i would focus on fishing uh i'd say like 60% fishing and 40% catching bugs and those two things combined would net me a lot of bells yeah and that's how that's how I paid off my house really fast was just catching a lot of fish I've caught so many fish um and a pro tip for you Elisa when you see the little water come out of the sand on the beach this... uh, dig it up oh and it's a 
it's like a little mollusk and then you can make it into fish bait and use that fish bait in a pond or on the shore or on a rock jutting out and um it'll you know make fish come to you and then you can just fish for that i didn't know that was a possibility i found that out pretty easily i think i just dug it up because i was like what's this in the sand um so after i finish all my stuff in animal crossing uh i move on to another game but i was kind of inspired to look back at the very first animal crossing that i ever played which was on the gamecube so i took a look at it recently i plugged it back in i popped the disc in and uh you know of course the game doesn't it hasn't aged well the graphics aren't that great but i wanted to just look at my town and see all my residents and talk to them and oh no what did they say <laughs> so i talked so all of them are still there yeah it's kind of crazy uh and i talked to some of my favorite residents and then i was like oh hey uh how's it going they're like oh hey you're new here huh oh wait no what was your name oh you're you're this person um it's been 135 months since I last saw you. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. You, you, don't, remember, you oh, don't remember my name, good. but you remember that? <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, dude, it's been so long. <laughs> and so it 135 months is roughly eight years. <laughs> so it's been eight years since I popped that game back in. <laughs> wow, that's kind of creepy that they know that. Yeah, I was looking for someone to tell me how long it's been. <laughs> yeah, they've been, keep- I'm like, they've been keeping tabs, apparently. <laughs> I've been I've been uh, indoors, um, you know, away from the coronavirus for eight years before it all happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that was kind of a trip to just go back and look at it, and it was kind of fun. And then uh, I I turned it off, put it away, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna go play the the current one now. <laughs> Check back in another eight years. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, aside from Animal Crossing, I finished Yakuza Three. And uh, I'm almost done with Yakuza 4, and that's pretty much the game that I've been interchanging with Animal Crossing, is Yakuza 4. Uh, I'm not going to say anything about the game other than um, some things that I that I realize now, because I've played two Yakuza games back-to-back. Um, in this game in particular, I know we've talked about this, Lisa, but there's a lot of cutscenes where they go from like like beautiful cutscene animation to just their dialogue. And, like, you have to press X the whole time. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, like, their mouth moving and the sound of the text scrolling. And then it's like, oh. That Mm. happened. Like, yeah, exactly. Uh. (laughs) Uh, That particular thing happened at least twice for me in Yakuza 4. And I'm like, they they went from a cutscene to, like, the scrolling text back to the cutscene. I'm like, did you really need to do that? Couldn't you have just recorded that whole scene? Like, I don't understand. Maybe something maybe late in the script changed. That's what I'm thinking, too, is, like, maybe there was a rewrite and they couldn't take... They, they wanted to take it out, so they did, and they just changed it to something else. Hmm. Um, but it was just really weird and jarring to see that. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, because I, when I used <laughs> to play uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, the online one, um, they would have that, too, where they're, like, these fully voiced cutscenes, and you're like, oh, wow, this is really cool, like... You actually hear, get to hear the characters' voices. Then it'll cut to like, yeah, like just the text scrolling and people just standing there awkwardly. And then it'll sh- like there'll be voices again. You're just like, what? Well, did they just not record that part? But again, maybe just something got cut out or edited. I don't know. That makes sense. Still, it's just weird. It's yeah, weird to it's me. jar. It's still <laughs> jarring. It's very jarring. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and all this game definitely utilizes the same engine from. Three zero, uh, Kiwami, so you get all the same like, I don't know, the, the same looking, the same style of game. So that's not something I'm complaining about. Um, and of course, all the sound effects, uh, the voice, the voices are all the same. So that there's like one in particular that all the the yakuza grunts on the street have, and it's like ah, it's always that one particular sound, and like every single person has that. And every time I run across them. It, it just annoys me now because it's all I hear. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've like memorized almost all the sound effects that the the, the general population makes. Um, oh God! Yeah, like, like, mm? or like, Nani? stuff like that. It's just it's, it's like in uh, it's like in Speed Racer where all the thugs have the same voice actor. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, let's go beat up speed. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah I sound like this. I'm like that. Yeah. <laughs> you sound just like me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh wow. <laughs>
All right. We're going to go into some news. Um, so before we talk about the big news, we'll talk about some quick GameStop updates because it's pretty funny. But sad, but sad, but funny. Sad for everyone who works for GameStop. So uh, as you all know, in the United States, there's uh there's been more regulations regarding coronavirus covid-19 and across the board with every state there there's pretty much a rule that says you can't be open unless you're essential business and the list of essential business like falls in line but with like you know obviously like cops like firefighters emergency people uh people who own restaurants but you can only do takeout uh let's see pharmacies doc- banks banks you name it. And so GameStop sent an email to its employees telling them that they don't need to shut down because they're essential business, because their products enable, and this is quote a quote from the email, their products enable and enhance its customers' experience working from home. And... Uh, okay. And then not <laughs> even a day later, like one day later... After that, GameStop officially announces it's closing all of their physical stores and only selling things online because of coronavirus. Temporarily closing. They're not closing for good. Just want to point that out there. I will say, if GameStop needed a scapegoat or ha- or needed to close out some stores, this is a great way to do it. Yeah. To mask yeah. to mask it with oh we're closed down because of coronavirus and then when when eventually in two two three months when this all if if this all blows over then GameStop comes we're coming back but we're g- not going to open as many stores as we had before yeah because we all know they've been losing money and they're not yeah. doing very well yeah yeah but but they recently hired Reggie so I don't know what what that'll change yeah what's up with that what what's up with that. Like who? Who? Like they? They hired a bunch of people to be on like their board of directors to like, or somewhere in their executive board to like help manage the company better. So I don't know whose decision it was to keep the stores open during this whole you know virus crisis. Uh, but I I kind of get it because more people are probably gonna go buy video games right now at this time. So they're they have they have the potential to make more money, but at the same time they're putting everyone at risk. So I I, I don't know. Yes. And um, how did they get the money to pay Reggie? Like, of all people, Reggie. Because you know? didn't he retire? So how much did they have to pay him to get him out of retirement? Well, all their people are laid off now. So <laughs> now they can pay him. Yeah, I don't know. Imagine, like, they were talking to Reggie, and I just imagine this in Reggie's voice. They're like, Reggie, we'd like you to help, you know, build our stores back up. And Reggie's like, you know what? That sounds like a great idea. I'm going to help you. Build all your stores back. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Take all my money. Yeah, let's go, Reggie. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's doing it out of the goodness of his heart. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> or what he's doing it to establish themselves online. So. Oh, like turn it into like an online store mostly? Or, or, or like, or like um, it's already an online store, but like. Use strategy to officially shift it over completely to non-physical store. Maybe, yeah, because physical is hmm. kind of going out the window yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. So. Yeah, maybe he'll bring his insight from like working on like the Wii eShop or, or like you know the the Nintendo store online distribution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Like, it, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But uh, yeah, I mean. Dang, it's it's I honestly I I think they were holding out for Doom and Animal Crossing because that was going to make some money back for them yeah. and then after that they were like, "You know what? We're we're closing now. Sorry about that, guys. We were we were closing. Just uh wanted to get these last sales in." And everyone's like, "Come on, man." Yeah, cuz we we all know they need the money, so. Yeah. <laughs> this really, they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. They really are. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no that that's a that's crazy. I I read that too, and I was like, oh, I I know why you guys are up, but still, it looked bad PR wise. Definitely a bad look. So they had to digress. Yeah. Well, there's that. And 
with the and with that we are moving on to the last thing we're about to talk about which is the tech specs ps5 versus xbox series x and this week we both had microsoft and sony release their specs for their consoles we don't know price yet or any of those details this is very this was a very technical conversation and um i know that Initial, like for example, when Sony was doing their stream of PlayStation Five, I heard that in the group chat for the stream, a lot of people were like, "This is boring and everything." Mm-hmm. And then, um, but I to to Sony's uh, credit, I think it was like it was meant to be a game developer con- conversation that was about the specs to begin with. I just think that in this whole situation where we're all working from home right now, like everyone was just like, oh, does that mean we're going to get the announcement of when it's coming out? And then everyone just got excited. But really, it was just a developer conversation. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I do have the the specs for both systems in front of me right now. Um, I won't bore anyone with the details, but uh, some things to note, the Xbox Series X has about one terabytes of SSD storage, while the PS5 only has 120, or sorry, 825 gigabytes. Uh, not sure why there's a difference there, but uh, that's something to note. Um, they both support 8K and 4K, um, and they both have pretty much almost similar specs, except for the Xbox Series X has like two more teraflops than the PS5 and I don't really know if people care that much yeah. to be honest. So after reading through the specs and f- trying to figure out what a teraflop is. By the way, a teraflop is a floating point operation which means it's a measure of a machine's pro- uh, a a processor's ability to do math. So a teraflop uh-huh means one trillion floating points of operations. Wow. I know. Breaking this all down and breaking down the specs, I have the simplified version of what all of these techs all of these tech specs mean of PlayStation 5 versus Xbox S- Series X. So, number 1, Xbox has a higher processing power and they will have more storage, but PlayStation with its storage it's in, it's built into their ecosystem. So where Xbox ha- kind of has like, we have a lot of powerful things and we're just like inserting like the best possible thing in here. PlayStations is more like, although we don't have 12 teraflops and although we, we only have 825 gigabytes of storage, which by the way, 825 gigabytes is the most random number on the planet. It's yeah, why? like, why is that why a number? That? Why is that a number? But... That PlayStation, what PlayStation is saying that it's all working with each other to be part of their environment. And then in terms of backwards compatibility, both of them will do backwards compatibility. But it seems like as of right now, the Series X will have a lot more games available pretty much for like a lot of their consoles. Whereas PlayStation 5 is looking into backwards compatibility only of the top 100 games of PlayStation 4. And then the last thing is that throughput for Sony is better, which means that games will load faster in theory and loading times are going to be much more instant. And so I I was so I was reading this um, on quite a few things like Kotaku and uh, Tom's Guide. But basically what what that means for Sony is like you're walking to a next location and say like you're 10 feet away from getting to the point where you would be walking into a new city. So at like 10 feet away, it's already in the background going to start loading the next city. So you will just walk in and there's going to be barely any waiting time. Okay. So that's what Sony's claim is. So the, so that's basically the summary of these two consoles xbox will have more power sony will have an ecosystem that will mean games are loading a lot faster and 
backwards compatibility looks better for the Xbox so far versus the PlayStation. I is the summary of all of this. <laughs> I thank you, Elisa. That's actually really insightful because, because I, I don't think a lot of people understood that. Because when I read it, I was like, "What is going on right now?" Like. I am not a computer engineer and I don't understand what all of this means. And then I had to read all of this to break it down. But yes, that is what this all means. Awesome. No, that, that helps because <laughs> it gives me a better picture of, you know, uh, what, 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 it, what it means for these two consoles for a lot of people. Yes. Um, I'm definitely going to get the PS5. I, I've never owned an Xbox. Jordan and I didn't grow up with the Xbox. Uh, so PS5 is definitely on my radar. Um, about backwards compatibility, though, if, with the first, like, well, no, the best-selling 100 games is what you mentioned, is what they're trying to see if they can port? Yeah, as of right now, as of that as of that GDC conversation. I'm looking at my library right now, and I'm like, which ones are they I was thinking the same. Uncharted. I was thinking the same exact thing. <laughs> when they said top 100 games, my first thought was, but are my favorite games in the top 100? <laughs> yeah, because I know the Yakuza series is definitely not in the top 100. I would argue that Yakuza 0 is like 90 in the 90s. Zero, oh, though. okay. Zero, it has to be zero. I see. Yeah. That sucks because the rest of them are on the PS4. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um. Yeah, because when I, I heard PS5 is going to be pack- backwards compatible with the PS4, I was like, okay, perfect. I can keep all my games and uh, all that jazz. But um, yeah, it kind of kind of bothers me that they only want to do the, the top 100 um and i think that in the future they're probably gonna cut off all backwards compatibility anyways like they've done with you know this current generation so you really have to think about like do you want to keep investing in the ps4 or do you want to stop now and move on to the ps5 when it comes out because you know uh things things are definitely going to change and everyone if you're if you have learned from this generation you'll know that buying the ps5 now will let you play the games that you currently have, but buying it in the future will render those games like impossible to play on the newest version of the PS5 whenever that comes out. Like How many iterations from now it comes out? I know. I mean, for me personally, I'm going to do the thing that I always do and I wait two years to buy the next console, finish all, hey, my, me too. Finish all my stuff on PlayStation 4, and then call it a day. Pat it on the pat it on the top. Pat like, it on you top. Did good, thank you. <laughs> Just like you did good, PlayStation. You did good, and then move on to the next. Oh, uh, that reminds me of really quick. This is kind of tangential, but also relevant. Uh, this reminds me of like a note someone posted on their Animal Crossing New Leaf um, 3DS like game on, on the bulletin board because in Animal Crossing there's bulletin boards and you can post like announcements to your villagers. Yeah. And in New Leaf, someone posted. Uh, Hi, everyone. I am leaving for our deserted island now. Isabel's the mayor. Good luck with COVID-19. And, uh, <laughs> I'll oh, see you God. later. <laughs> that was, that was the, la- the last message they posted before they left nice. <laughs> for New Horizons. Jeez. I was like, that's, that's so messed up, but also pretty perfect. <laughs> yeah, and, and they loot, and Tom Nook moves, and the mu- Blathers, the museum guy moves. So everyone just leaves the town and leaves all the villagers oh. there. <laughs> when when uh when art imitates life <laughs> not the other way around everyone moves to a deserted <laughs> island all the all the essentials all the essentials move to the deserted <laughs> island yeah they just have the coffee shop um and like the downtown area that has like the hairdresser and the guy that sells shoes because those people are irrelevant now because uh, everything's kind of all in one place you don't need to get a haircut in animal crossing you don't need to change your shoes because you just buy it from one place but i don't know maybe those shops will come out in the future i have no idea but there's a lot of people that are stuck behind (laughs) that's what i'm trying to say (laughs) oh man um but yeah sounds like you're gonna get a ps5 elisa yeah um i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna get one yeah i'm gonna get a ps5 just because i'm gonna get a ps5 but in the two years if like someone like for example if ps5 comes out and it's completely broken then you know we'll see what happens so <laughs> that's why honestly like when any new tech comes out i try to wait a year because i want everyone else to like test it and, and like you know you're basically a guinea pig when the first version of the model comes out mm-hmm. and when you when you get that system at the end of its you know i guess lifespan you get the most updated version of it with like different parts i mean look at the nintendo switch i have the very first model but there have been like two like one or two upgrades to the switch now one's the light the other one is like it has like a better 
like a better processor or graphics card inside of it than the first model. So it's just like, yeah, some people could wait and get, you know, see what they get. Or you could just be one of those first guinea pig testers and buy it there. I know. Yeah. And as with any technology, there's poten- there's the potential for like bugs and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, like the first iterations of a lot of consoles have had bugs. Like uh, the Xbox 360 had like the red ring of death. And uh, I know that the Switch, I think this is still an issue, but the Switch has like a Joy-Con drift. Um, uh, so like, you, and again, th- this is not just with consoles, like even with like phones, like you had those, those Samsung phones that were exploding, you know, like. Jeez, just, I know. Yeah. So you always have to be careful with the first iteration of a technology. I, I'm the type of person that's willing to wait until like a better version comes out. Um, but again, if you want to be one of those early adopters who jumps on real quick, like, you know, more power to you. Yeah, agreed. Are you going to get one of the consoles, Jordan, the PS5 or Xbox? I don't know. I'm not really a console guy anymore. The last console I've owned was the 2DS, um, but that was a gift. So the last console I purchased was probably the original DS. So I, I don't know. Like, I I probably not unless there's some games. Because I think it all comes down to the games. Because, you know, you were talking about, like, the difference in memory and processing power between the Xbox and the PlayStation and there's each one has kind of its pros and cons. I think it'll all boil down to the games, you know, like what games are available because there's obviously going to be exclusives and things like that. Um, so if there's some games that I really want to play, but they're only available for one of those consoles, maybe I'll buy it. But otherwise, I think I'm sticking to PC for now. Uh, for well, sure. I'll probably cool. I'll probably buy a Switch. That's that's it. That's about it. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. Um, so uh, the Switch Lite also has the Joy-Con drift issue. Um, because you know, they're just the joy cons like permanently inside. Yeah. But then you can't replace the joy cons. That's the thing. Yeah. You have to manually open up, void the warranty and clean it, which is so stupid, uh, or send it to Nintendo and you won't get it for like a month or whatever. Um, so that begs the question, which one are you going to get? Are you going to get the light? Are you going to get the regular? I'll probably just get the regular because then you can interchange the joy cons and things like that. And I, I'm fine with that. Are you going to get the Animal Crossing version? Uh, I it's don't know. beautiful. I, I, it, I say it like every episode, but it's beautiful. It's it's sold out everywhere, though. It's definitely sold out everywhere. And yeah. it'll probably be easier for me to just find a normal Switch. So I don't know. Like I, I like the look of the Animal Crossing one, but I like to me, it's not that important. It's not so important that I would only hold out just for that version. Um, yeah. So like I'm fine with just getting the normal one or the one with the red and blue... Uh, you know, Joy Cons, because again, you ah. can what you can swap out the Joy Cons, so I'm fine with whatever. Like one of my friends, she she only wanted the Animal Crossing one because she liked the way that the the, the color of the Joy Cons. She didn't really care that much about yeah. the, comp, the like the back of the console or whatever. True, yeah. Um, yeah. so she's like, but there's like kits you could buy online where you can customize your Switch. Like you could put like a casing, like they they make like a custom plastic casing you can order and you can replace oh, yeah. it. Yeah. So she's buying one of those that looks similar to the Animal Crossing Joy Cons. Um, so I was, maybe I would just buy a normal switch and do something like that. Yeah, that makes sense. And plus you could share, you know, your joy cons with other people, like play Mario Kart, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like in the commercials where they play on like rooftops. Yeah. You know, when you go to a party as, and you just bring your switch and then everyone just plays on the switch. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that does happen. Yeah, that, 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 that does happen. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't exaggerating. A little bit exaggeration. Yeah, but yeah. They were, they were truthful. There's some truth behind it. Um, okay, yeah, that, that's awesome. I, I I do hope you find one soon because I know that there's a lot of... Uh, there's, there's, it's Yeah, like to your point earlier, it's really hard to find. And I think everyone's buying it for Ring Fit Adventure. And even so, that game's hard to find too. Um, at least I, I remember you said your reasoning for buying the light version was because you like to take it with you when you go to work and it's a lot smaller. Yes. So it's easier to pack. Yes. Uh, and, yeah, and, and playing Octopath yeah. Traveler, it's proved me correct. I... I can take it and put it in every it fits in every purse or backpack that i have did you buy the cartridge or did you download it i downloaded it uh and jordan are you gonna go the same route or are you gonna go cartridge uh again i prefer to buy the physical version because i think it'd be cool to have the case and everything um but Mm. again it's not so important that i would forego getting the game entirely just to wait for it to find the uh the physical version so i'm fine with downloading it if if i would like i'll probably like buy this normal switch and then do a check to see if they also have sell the physical version if they don't then i'll just download it you know like it's as simple as that for me yeah 
No, that, that's fair. Also, uh, don't forget to buy like a big giant micro SD card. Yeah, I actually have a like. How much space do you recommend for like a for a Switch? Uh, well, it depends on how many games you plan to put on there. Right now, I have 200 gigs in my Switch, and uh, I'm perfectly fine with it. I do have a 400 gig micro SD card as a backup, just in case. I don't know what to do with it. It's literally sitting in one of my cases, just, like, not doing anything. Yeah, um, yeah. But 200 gigs seems good enough for me. Okay, yeah, because I have a 200 gig uh, SD card. I don't remember where I got it from, but I have one, so... <laughs> uh, that's, that's fine. That's yeah. perfect. That's honestly perfect. Uh, sweet. Yeah. Switch Switch is awesome. Um, uh, by the way, the the page I was looking at that has the tech specs also lists the Nintendo Switch next to every other like P- PlayStation Four iteration and Xbox One X iteration. I'm like, and the Switch is over on the far right side. It's just chilling. It has like the lowest specs out of everything. But yeah, it's, it's like, basically its in its own life. class. Yeah, because you don't buy it for the specs. Yeah, you don't buy it for the specs. It's chilling. Yeah. <laughs> it's chilling right now. It's true. Uh, it, the Switch is awesome because you can put all, pretty much, you can play NBA 2K on it. And you can play NBA 2K on all the other consoles. You can play Skyrim. You can play the Jackbox party games. I think the the Switch is definitely a great party game Oh, yeah, console. definitely. So, um, yeah. I mean, I, I do want to get the Jackbox party games on my Switch eventually. But uh, right now, I think, yeah, I think I, I think the Switch is a, a good console overall for multi- multiplayer games. Just waiting for that GameCube emulator. I'm, it's going to come. <laughs> I yeah. swear, it's coming. <laughs> Got to play that Mario Kart Double Dash. Oh, imagine that on the Switch. Oh, so cool. That would be perfect. Yeah. But anyways. Uh, did we leave anything out? Is there anything else you guys want to chat about? Uh, I'm good. Uh, that's all I wanted to talk about. Uh, nothing not off the top of my head. And uh, awesome. yeah, I guess... We'll end this podcast just so that we can all log in to Animal Crossing at night and do our stuff. So, I need I need to make money. I need yep. to go fishing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. Uh, this uh, episode is, is what number one thirty one. One thirty one. If you liked it, follow us wherever we have the podcast, which uh, Apple Podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, YouTube anywhere most likely we're on ev- uh, it like we're on every single platform except for spotify and if you have a comment post it for whatever you need and we will we will um answer your question or talk about your comment you can also send us a message and email contact at downtime.live or join the discord which is in the description of this episode or go to or go to downtime.live for the Discord. And if you like this episode and you like this podcast, please write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Awesome. Uh, thank you, Lisa. Yes. Um, yeah. If you want to join our Discord, as she said, it's in the description of every everywhere that this podcast is posted. Um, we talk about everything in the Discord, from anime to Terrace House to Stardew Valley to the Yakuza series. To music. So uh, come chat with us. We love talking about random stuff. Yes. Um, yeah, that's that's it, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. And we'll see you next time. Peace. See ya.